Well, welcome to episode seven of Let's Ask an Expert, a show where a novice host asks expert guest above average questions. I am your host, Andrew Smith. Thank you so much for listening, wherever you may be. If you'd like to connect with the show on social media, you can help us out and do so by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Let's Ask an Expert. And you can also listen and download to any and all episodes in the past that we've done of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher by searching for, you guessed it, Let's Ask an Expert. And while you're on there, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Really, it's just me. I say like we as a team, but there's, I, don't have a, I don't have a crew of people or anything. It's just just me, just me, the microphone, the computer, and our guest. And let's get to our guest for today. She is part of the weather team at WRGT Fox 45 here in lovely Dayton, Ohio. The station is known as Dayton 24-7 now. It's also a graduate of Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. Go Bobcats. And when she's not on camera or on social media giving Dayton area residents a glimpse of what's to come in the skies around us, she is cheering on Cleveland sports teams, which, let me add, is is no small task. That's difficult at times. And she's an avid foodie. Please welcome to the show Adriana Michaels. Adriana, welcome. Good morning or good afternoon, wherever time you're watching. I'm just used to saying that because I'm only awake in the mornings, but it's I'm excited to be here. I know I'm probably going to nervous talk for the next hour, but that's fine. But thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming on to the show. Give me give me a letter grade of that introduction. What do you think? That was really, really good. I'm shocked because you actually did your research. So that's good. Yeah. Go Cats. Bobcat here. Um, I'm second generation Bobcat. My brother actually plays football down at OU right now too. So we kind of have Bobcat blood in our family. My mom went to Miami and they're big rivals. So we always make fun of her for that. So mom, I know you're going to listen, but go Cats. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I appreciate the intro. I'm excited to be here. That's yeah, I'm the morning meteorologist at Dayton 24-7 now. We're actually the Fox uh, Fox 45 and ABC 22, so we're both affiliates. So we have double the shows because of that, and that's part of my job, yeah. I've always been, and this is just, I'll ask, I'll just go ahead and ask kind of the noob question here. How is it that you guys are an affiliate of, of Fox and ABC? Normally it's like one station, right, or it's one? Right, yeah. We typically are, most stations are just one affiliate, but we got the rights to both. So we do two separate newscasts. So we do a on ABC 22, that's 427 AM until 7 AM and then Fox 45 from 7 AM to 9 AM. Um, and then we do GMA cut in, good morning, America cut, cut ins and things like that. But on the night side end, they have like a half hour, six, a half hour, six thirty, one on respective channels. So it's, it works. It's twice the show, but it's, I think it's keeps me busy. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell our audience where you are from originally and where you currently reside. So I am from Cleveland, um, right outside of Cleveland on the West side. So I went to Catholic school all my life. Um, go Panthers. I went to Elyria Catholic up in Cleveland. And then I went to OU, obviously. And I ended up in Dayton. So right now I live in Centerville in Dayton. So I love it here. I live 10 minutes from Target, which, you know, is a little dangerous, but <laughs> it's nice to have that nearby. It makes me feel like I'm back at home in Cleveland here. And 
I love, I love the area so far. So many good restaurants. I know you mentioned that I'm a foodie and I am blown away with how many different restaurants and different types of foods there are in the Dayton area, which has been like the best part of exploring. So yeah, Centerville is a happening area. It is uh, south of uh, Dayton area for those uh, not aware or not familiar with this uh, metropolitan area, but yeah. Uh, and I, and so this, this show is coming to you from Englewood, which is, uh, I guess just West or like North Northwest kind of, of, of Dayton. So we're a little bit distant here, but not yeah. as, as distant as I guess some of my other guests have been from like other time zones. So uh, we start oh, coming yeah. from the local area. Uh, I invite all my guests on, on uh, let's ask an expert to have a drink with me. It can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic tea, juice, coffee, Gatorade, Red Bull, whatever you want. Um, Adriana, what did you decide to go with today? Well, I was really thinking about a mimosa, but I didn't go to the grocery store. So I ended up with water. Okay. <laughs> I said, no, I took a little nap before this because my hours are so strange. And I was like, well, I'll go run and get coffee. And then I realized it's National Coffee Day today. It is. So, well, obviously this isn't going to air for a while, but I was like, I can't even imagine what the line at Starbucks looks like. So I'm just going to stick to water for now. So I have water as well. And then we did a, a pre-show chat for uh, a few minutes and uh, I drank my second cup of Keurig. It's like a breakfast blend from Sam's Club. It's actually not Ooh. bad. Yeah, it's yeah, not bad. I had, a, I had pumpkin spice at work this morning, pumpkin spice coffee from the Keurig. Green Mountain coffee cup or coffee K-cups. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I love pumpkin spice. And I felt like it was fitting because it was National Coffee Day, so I had to do it. Yeah, I saw that on your uh I saw that on your Twitter while I was I was kinda like just looking for anything recent with for for the show today and I was like, Oh, okay, well that's apropos. You know, I'm drinking coffee, it's coffee, national coffee day. There you go, right? What's what's uh, better uh, than that? A national holiday. I do I do love me some coffee. That's my favorite favorite part of the day <laughs> national coffee day is basically every day for me uh, literally that's what we were, were saying all morning long national coffee day is every day when you work the shift that we do absolutely um okay well let's uh let, let's let's get into it as I, I like to say on the show um i want to start with this aspect of your job one thing i think is is kind of interesting about meteorologists and, and news anchors is that your jobs are, are part on-screen performers and part kind of customer service representatives. You might be asking yourself, well, what does he mean by that exactly? And I'll gladly explain. Being part of local news station means you're a known person in the community, usually for good. Uh, I would hope that sometimes maybe also not as great reasons as well. And so I wanted to ask you to start off, what's it like dealing with the general public as a Dayton area meteorologist? If there's one thing I found in the Dayton area is that everyone loves Facebook and Facebook gives you access to anything. Like I can read, if you comment on my posts, whether you're living in Arkansas and I don't quote unquote approve you like Instagram or something like that, we get access to everything, moral of the story on Facebook at least. So I think people... I have been trying to drive this home when talking to some people that message me or say something to me. We read everything, (laughs) whether it be a tweet, a DM that goes into the request, a Facebook comment, a Facebook message that doesn't get a reply. I can promise you that I read it and I chose not to answer because 
it wasn't worth my time or it was something that I found to be mildly inappropriate, which often happens. And um, I think that that's something that people don't get is that we run our own pages. We run our own Facebook, Instagram, Twitters, whether you have TikTok or Snapchat, some people do. I don't. I think that the main three are way too much for me anyway, but we read everything on social media. So that has been really hard, a really hard adjustment, especially moving into the pandemic. I think a lot of people are frustrated with everything in the world right now that they kind of take it out on social media. I'm, I'm sure everyone can agree with me when it comes to stuff like that, but and the social media side of things, dealing with the general public has been, it's been challenging to say the least. So I've, I've found to pick the battles that I choose to pick. I mean, if someone says something that I don't like, I'm not one to sit back and just let it happen. I'm definitely being younger. I think we've been giving, given more of a voice when it comes to things like that. Like our generation is a little more inclined to call out quote unquote people, you know, like I, I think that's the best way to describe how I go about my social media. I could go on for hours about the general public on social media, but that's definitely the hardest aspect of it. I've only been recognized once in person before, and I'm very sad about that, but we're getting there. I've only been here for a few months. so I'm working on becoming the face. So do you, do you think people and this, this may be hard for you to, to say one way or the other, but do you think people on, on your social media channels think of you as a friend? I mean, more than like just the, you know, the social media friend uh, request kind of way, but just like a, like a friend that they would have, even though you're maybe not a friend of theirs. Yeah, I actually, there are a few people that will message every day and ask questions that are warranted to get a response. And I will answer any weather question or if you send me photos, I, if, if anyone watches me in the morning, say know how much I love the sunrise. Cause that's, I don't get to see the sunset because I'm asleep, but being able to see the sunrise is like my favorite aspect of the morning show. And people love to send those and you always get a reply for that too. Um, and I do think that I've made it to the point where I have a few followers or several, at least they'll always say like, Hey, good morning. And I'll respond, Hey, good morning. Or, and they'll send me pictures of their kids in the pool on the weekend or something fun like that. Like I, I do think that I mean, working in TV is definitely a different experience and I don't know anyone, I guess, personally would be the best way to, to word that. But I do think that there are a few social media friends that I have made through the business too. So what's one of the like best pieces of advice you've received from either a fellow meteorologist or one of your bosses at the news station or even like a, a family friend or a friend of yours in terms of dealing with uh, the general public? Because I'm sure you had it in your mind that it would be one way maybe, or you kind of thought like, mm-hmm. well, that this you'd like, you'd like to think that the interactions are going to be mostly positive, even though you may know that like there's going to be some that aren't, but, and then it, and then it ends up being what it is. So has anyone like said anything to you that that's kind of like really, like a good rule of thumb or just something you've, you've used as like uh, just a way of, of dealing with the public that's been helpful. Yeah. Um, especially like you were mentioning, I didn't anticipate this to be the social media, the public aspect of things is not as large as I thought it was going to be. I think I kind of undershot it. So moving into a bigger area, I started up in Lima, Ohio and 
it's a smaller area up there. So the following wasn't as big, but here in Dayton, obviously a much larger area, lots of cities, lots of viewers, lots of people that turn to social media for weather in the mornings. I can't blame you because I would do the same thing if it wasn't literally my job. But um, I, I mean, you'll get the occasional mean or weird comment. And I always, I've, like my coworkers will always be like, you can't get so fired up over those things. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, but I've been in the business for a year now and that's it. They've all been in the business for five to 10 years. And they're like, you're going to, it's only going to continue no matter what you do to try to stop it. Things like this are just going to keep going. So don't let it just sit and boil your blood. You just have to kind of brush it off, unfortunately, because I always like to turn it and say like, would you speak to a daughter, a sibling, a niece, a nephew, a grandkid, you know, any family matter, member for that matter? Would you speak to them the way that you're speaking to me? And nine times out of 10, the answer would probably be no. And I'd like to just turn it that way and, and be like, I am someone's kid. I'm someone's sister. I'm someone's grandkid. Like, I have feelings. <laughs> like, I can't imagine my mom or dad telling me the things that you're saying to me. So that's what I like to just kind of remind people that we're human. And that's why I think my coworkers are like, sometimes it's not worth wasting your breath to say stuff. But I'm like, but if I can change one person to thinking that it's not okay, then hopefully that saves the next news person from getting a mean comment or a weird comment or something, whatever it may be. You don't, you don't have to, this next question, you don't have to be real specific about if you don't want to be, but has, has anyone said anything to you either in person or online that's like really, really bothered you or that you've witnessed from, uh, had other people said to like coworkers or anything? Cause I, I think that there's, people can just be kind of like ruthless about criticism oh, of people right. who come, who go on camera specifically like especially now that things are in hd and all that kind of like they look like uh i see an acne scar i don't like you or something yeah. like that you know yeah thankfully i haven't had um criticism on my looks i know i am younger and i think i haven't had kids i'm you know i think that kind of changes people like they're like Oh, never lost the baby weight or whatever. So thankfully that's never happened. But when you said, is there one comment that comes to mind? There is always going to be this one. So our weather team a year ago was three men. Now it's three women. And we had someone send a message to the whole Dayton 24 seven now Facebook page and say, is it, but I don't remember how he worded it, but, or the person, I guess I should say, worded it. But they said something along the lines of, oh, so you have to have a uterus to work at Dayton 24-7 now. And I just remember being humiliated by that comment. Just like how would someone have the audacity to think that just because we're now three women that we're not good enough to be doing the exact same job as three men were a few months back. Like that just really, really, really set me off because – If anyone has ever gotten to know me through social media or anything, but I'm like, go women in STEM. Like this is such a field that's people are women, especially so afraid to go into because it's so male dominated. 9% of chief meteorologists are women. Nine. And each city. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy to sit back and think like, 
I work for a chief and we have another woman chief meteorologist in the Dayton area, which is amazing. I love to see that actually in Dayton, we have seven, now eight female meteorologists. And I'm like, girl power, like go us. Actually, this field is more dominated here in Dayton, at least by women. And that's just reassuring too. And I just, that, that comment will forever probably be something that just sticks with me. Cause I hate hearing that. I'm like, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I'm not any less competent as anyone else for that matter, whether it be another woman or a man and don't ever compare me to a man. So, but that's probably the worst, the worst thing that I've heard. And that is something that like I was just saying, I'll reiterate these, we read everything. We will see everything you say, whether it's, oh, tell Adriana her dress wasn't flattering today. Now I'm going to overanalyze. What was it? Was it my arms? Was it my stomach? What's it that like, we're people too. Would you want to hear that? Would you want me to come back and be like, well, so-and-so your hair looks horrible today too, then sorry, it's going to hurt your feelings. So just like, like to remind people, like I'm a human being, I have feelings. I, I don't, I try not to take it to heart, but obviously anyone, anyone, no matter what you say or hear will always take an, an offensive or quote unquote, constructive criticism to heart. Cause people are like, well, no offense, but I'm like, well, it's always going to be offensive if you have to start a sentence with that. So. Yeah. If you, anytime you're qualifying it with that, probably not something you should say. I was going to ask you though, about like your clothing and, and, and hair and stuff like that. Like, oh man, there, there's, I was actually a lot of like to ask you about that because like, did when, when you're, when you're choosing to get, clothing do you ever think that unfortunately like do you does any of that criticism you ever think of like what's someone going to say about this does that ever enter your head actually that happened this morning so I have this dress that's pretty floral patterned it's gorgeous it's a pretty dress but I picked it up to set it out and it's like a tan undertone with pink floral flower print on it right so hopefully setting the picture here, but it's super cute. It's really flattering. I feel confident in it. But one time I got a comment from a woman that was just like, Hey, your dress today wasn't your style. Just thought I would let you know. And I was like, all right, maybe I will just sell this dress or give it to someone else because obviously like that. And I ended up not wearing that on air today. I wore a different color because I was like, okay, if she thought this the last time, then someone else is going to think it this time. And so, yeah, that, that happens often. And, and, um, it's just, it's, it's sad that that's how it has to be sometimes because I feel confident in it and I should be able to wear what I feel confident in and not have to think about how everyone else reacts to it and stuff. But Obviously, we can't wear green, and that's sad because I love green, but the green wall will not let us do that. So, <laughs> it would be a time where you appear invisible or just it would just be loose. Yeah. I said April Fools, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe on um, Halloween, I'll go as the green screen or something. Be fun. Go, someone could go as uh, um, oh, I'm trying to think of her name. This is this is great for, for scintillating audio. Um, <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer um, I think for like the 2000 VMAs, who's the, the singer? I want to say Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's not the singer. You said uh, 2000 in 2000? I was yeah, she wore like this green though. dress and it was like, um, well, no, but you could still, you, just because it happened like <laughs> yeah, at a time, yeah. you can't use that, right? Like that's not, 
That's not yeah. fair. I, I'm sure. I'm sure other people know what you're talking about, but I have yeah. no idea. You can't. I can you want me to look it up real fast? <laughs> but yeah, I do have a few green dresses. Obviously, they're more for like. I'm like, oh, I'll wear it. I'll wear it to a wedding. Well, I haven't been to a wedding yet ever so like I can't have all these dresses that I'm like I can't wear this but I will someday no you won't Adriana stop buying green dresses it was oh it was Jennifer Lopez I don't know why I couldn't think of that oh J-Lo yeah she wore this like this really it was I mean this really attention-grabbing uh revealing green dress and then they she brought it back when she did Saturday Night Live uh recently i think is like a 20th anniversary of the dress itself and like that is like the iconic pop culture green dress i guess yeah yeah i'm guessing that's probably not gonna get the approval of the bosses uh anytime no definitely not they don't really say much about wardrobe they try to tell us to be like okay wear gem colored like reds emeralds of course can't wear green but like blues and darker colors and stuff like that. I definitely am a pink person. I love the color pink. So I have a lot of pink stuff, but um, they're like, try to stay away from patterns. But if it's not too chunky pattern, I guess is the best way to say it. Like if it's a small print, it's too busy typically. And I understand that if it is busy, people don't really watch what's happening in the weather. They're paying attention to your dress. So I've learned that too. I have this one yellow dress that has a cute polka dot print on it and we call it keying out and it's where you just blend into the wall and that happened to me and I didn't have a backup dress so I had to wear that one morning so but you kind of learn after a few years of doing this my closet is so full of stuff I have a regular wardrobe and a show wardrobe so I think in my future home I will have to have two closets at least because to keep it all separate <laughs> first world problems of the day right so much yeah too many like, well, you know i have way too many clothes <laughs> right now we have one bedroom closet and that's been that's been difficult to say the least so it's a good problem to have let's talk about i know <laughs> let's talk about uh being you we're getting criticism from people in person and on social media one of the things i think that people like to at like at all times throw in the face of meteorologists is accuracy Right. Mm -hmm. The guys being, cause what, what, what's the joke? What's the running joke? Like it'd be great I to have a job that's I, that where you're only accurate half the time or something like that. And still get paid. Yeah. That one is, makes my ears bleed every time I hear it. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me, I would probably never have to work again, even after one year of being in the business. But I always like to pull out statistics because people can't argue back against facts or they'll try to, but you're still, you're not going to win. So on your best day, you can only be 86% accurate, whether it be the percentage of cloud cover, the, the temperature off by a degree or whatever it may be. And then my next argument back, if for some reason someone argues back on that is, okay, did you watch the weather forecast for the day today? Because more than likely you didn't and you checked your weather app and you cannot rely on the Apple weather app or whatever weather app it may be on your phone because they aren't catered to your area. They're just robots telling you what they're pulling from the internet, basically. Like if you watched me for four and a half hours in the morning, you would have known that it was supposed to thunderstorm this afternoon in your area. I would have told you that for 
probably every 10 minutes for four and a half hours because that's how often we're on TV. So I'm like, if you if you listen and you watch real people versus relying on your computer, it's we're we're not we're not wrong half the time. I mean, we're 86% accurate because statistically you're either going to be off by a degree on the low temperature or the high temperature or the wind speeds or the percentage of precipitation in the area, things like that. So I always am just like, no, no, we're not. Please stop saying that. Because if you watched and you listened and you paid attention to what I had to say, I'm I'm not wrong half the time. I'll openly admit that. I'm, sounds cocky, but it's literally my job to not be wrong. So it's just those people that hear 30% chance of rain and they're like, no, it won't happen to me. And then it starts raining and then they get angry about that. And I'm like, no, I told you 30% chance isn't zero. So. Yeah. So take that people who check yeah. the, the weather thing. We got to go ahead and We're uninstall all guilty that. Of it. I'll do it too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm going to go ahead and uninstall that from my, uh, <laughs> my lock screen now and uh, get the Dayton 24 seven now weather app. We do, put never wrong. <laughs> we do put app updates on the web app that we have, Dayton 24-7 Now News app. Every every morning I do one, and then every evening our chief Natalie does one too. So, um, And they're usually pretty good, I will say. We're does it make good. a sound when the storm is coming? Like, does, like, So if we have like a severe thunderstorm watch, will I hear like on my phone? No, that would be a great thing to start programming. If you know how to code, let me know because I don't. <laughs> I don't. No. That would really I'm sell sure it more. more for that. It's like someone's that, that, that same old man who's shaking his fist at the sky about you not being, uh, in his opinion, half right. He's going to hear that on his phone and go, son of a bitch. She just, she said it. Yeah, was, she did it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What yeah. do you think people, um, get after you guys the most about being wrong? Like, is it snow, rain? Is it temperatures? Is there, is there one thing or is it just like kind of a bunch of stuff? Yeah, it's mostly rain. I would say it's mostly rain and snow is the hardest thing in the whole entire world to forecast. It being from Cleveland, lake effect snow is a whole different thing. I give kudos to every single meteorologist that works anywhere near a lake because that is just it it's so unpredictable. Here, I mean, it deals a lot with surface temperature. So the air temperature might be 32 degrees where we would end up with snow, but the ground, the actual pavement or grass might be 42 degrees or whatever it may be. And it's not going to stick. You're not going to get snow that sticks. So forecasting for snow is so hard because here in Centerville, it, the, our grass, it might be colder overnight or we're, we have less light or whatever it may be less light. And that doesn't keep us warm overnight, or we don't see a cloud we don't see cloud cover overnight, so we drop in temperature. And you in Inglewood might be like, hey, I got six inches of snow. What are you talking about? You don't have anything. So it's just like it deals with so many factors. I would say it's definitely snow with the sticking forecast and rain with the like when it's going to fall forecast because it snows easy to measure how much sticks. Rain isn't. People can't be like, oh, well, you said half an inch and I got one inch of rain. No, not many people, if any at all, do that. But snow, if you say, oh, you're going to get an inch and they end up with half an inch, they're disappointed and whatever, what else it may be. But 
snow, man. I I keep joking. I'm slowly working my way south because I started in Cleveland, moved to Lima for my job, and then now I'm here in Dayton. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go south as Florida because it's way too humid down there. But <laughs> it's just like last winter here was very mild and I was not angry about that. So I feel like Midwesterners are, so I, I lived in Nebraska for uh, about nine years. And I've lived here since, here in Ohio since 2003, so 17. Uh, and I've, I'm traveling back and forth to Omaha from Dayton, you know, it's like all through Big Ten country. I, I've, right. Interacting with people and, and going to these different states, I find that Midwesterners are really prideful about their snow. Like, you think you get some snow, especially, and you probably hear this from Cleveland too, like, you guys think you get snow, we measure it by the foot. Uh, People in Buffalo are like, well, bull crap to that, we get, have you seen the stuff where you open your front door and you can't even walk outside? Like, I I think that that's like, that that they're really passionate about their snowfall and like their accumulation about that. I think that's maybe why they get so up in arms about some of that stuff. Yeah, I agree with the Cleveland statement, though, because uh, I was talking to my coworker, Elise Coulter, about this, and she was she's from Youngstown, so she's from the snow belt. I'm on the west side, so we don't get as much lake effect, but we definitely still get it. Get it. And she is from the east side, which winds typically blow to the southeast, which would lead to more snow falling on the southeast side of the lake, obviously. So, well, not obviously. Maybe people didn't know that. Don't want to make people feel bad. But um, <laughs> she would always be like, Oh my goodness. I see Dayton or whoever else is on a two hour delay for three inches of snow. She's like, I would walk to school in one foot of snow. I'm like, Elise, I get it. I've been there too. Because people are like, Oh, you don't know snow until you live up there. I'm like, here when I was like, Oh my goodness, there's an inch of snow and there are delays or there's ice delays and stuff like that. I'm like, no, you got in the car and you drove to school on the days that there was any snow or ice on the roadways because the plows were out at 4.30. Here, not the case. They're usually like, okay, I think we can wait until then and figure it out after the fact or something. But yeah, it's definitely, you're right. We we do have a pride and Buffalo, I can't imagine. They win. They they take the trophy Dude, on That's on scary stuff there. Yeah, there was like I think I don't know if it was last year or not. And I was on my um like my personal Twitter account. I followed uh I followed like some NFL stuff and so I it, there was a there was a picture of there was a blizzard in Buffalo. Um and there was a player who you know he has a house in Buffalo somewhere for the Buffalo Bills. And he, he like carved a tunnel basically out from his front door to his sidewalk because it was just this, I don't know, like 18 plus inch accumulation or something like that in a yeah, short period of time. I, I'm just like, I, I, I don't, don't love the snow. I will say, I think everyone is like, how? I'm like, because Cleveland ruined it for me, but I'm definitely a warm weather kind of gal myself. I have a friend that actually... Went to, we went to OU together. She's from Buffalo. And she was telling us about that snowstorm that they had back in 2014, I think it was. And they got like over two feet of snow and like the whole, like the world shut down up there. Basically, they were like, we couldn't do anything. 
you can't plow it because it's too high. And then if you plow it, you're plowing it into people's driveways and then people can't get out. Issues like the world just came to a halt. I'm like, that would actually be kind of cool to experience, but also not every summer because I feel like it, or every winter, because I feel like it happens every winter. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then like you said about the plow, this would be, it's like, it's like two feet becomes like 38 inches, basically making these mountains out of it. So yeah. And I got some of that when I lived in upstate New York and Albany, not, I don't think maybe ever that much, but it was it wasn't as cold, but as I think like Nebraska was, or at least it didn't seem that way. I don't know I have the stats, but like yeah, we got more snow for sure. But it was cool back right. then because like it's like the nineties and this is pre like basically pre internet and we're kids going out and playing in the snow and it's it's kinda like those movies you see in the eighties where it's like a snow day and it's kinda you know, it's like the Christmas story kind of thing. You know, just go out and you have a you have a day to yourself and everything and yeah. People, people like singing on the pond and ice skating and stuff like that. Maybe not like that, but when, when severe weather strikes, I, I've always thought that one of the greatest traits of, of really good meteorologists is the ability to stay calm when delivering news that is not easy to hear about severe weather coming to an area, not just like uh, even I don't feel like people think of severe thunderstorm warnings as just like when you start hearing tornado, anything, tornado watch, especially a tornado warning, that's when it gets really serious. And then, you know, you hear the sirens. When you have to like give that news, how difficult is it to stay composed on camera or for social media when you're, you're talking about a Doppler image that's a giant blob of like yellow, red and dark red, I think even maybe brown, I'm not sure what it like gets to at that point or purple bearing down on the audience's home area. How, how hard is that? Yeah. I mean, we always try to use like the informed don't panic mentality a lot about like, don't, if, if you're panicking, like as a meteorologist, if you are showing that you're concerned, everyone watching you will also be too. So like keeping your composure, keeping your calmness is a, it's huge in severe weather. And it's, I found that, I mean, I don't want to say it's a facade per se, because that sounds like we don't care about our job or whatever, but you kind of have to put on this face and you're like, well, I mean, you as a father, if you're ever in a situation of danger, you're going to have to step up and be this dad, you know, like you're going to be tough and put up this front and make people think you're not afraid in situations. And that's kind of where you're at for severe weather. It's like, you can't let people know that you're nervous until after the fact, basically. But it, you also are running on this adrenaline rush that you are just like, all right, let's get this going. Let's get, let's just, it's happening right now. Basically what they tell you to do for any sort of breaking news or severe weather is to just talk about what you're seeing. So that's kind of just what you have to do. Remind people where they need to be and how they need to stay safe and things like that. And yeah, it, it, it's, it, it can get scary at times. I mean, I had, I was working one Saturday evening it was in January, which don't typically see tornado warnings or tornadoes in January, but we're on the air doing our 10 o'clock newscast. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Um, I call the producers. I'm like, we have a tornado warning right now. We have to be go, you have to go to weather like immediately. We were, I'm not going to brag, but I am, we were the first people on air that evening, but what a strange situation that was. People had no idea that was coming because we weren't seeing storms 
it was raining, but it wasn't like severe weather. We had no severe thunderstorm warnings. We, it was January. So you're expecting snow at that point, but there actually ended up being an EF zero and an EF one tornado up in Shelby County. And I was just like, that is just so crazy, but you kind of just have to go. You just have to get up there and do it. And then after the fact, you can sit back and think about it. And I know here for the Dayton area, we had those Memorial day tornadoes last year. And mm-hmm. it was a week before I actually started in the business period. And I moved to Lima and there were, were a few tornadoes up in Mercer County and close enough to this area that we had sent out a crew, but obviously I'd missed it by a week. And I just can't imagine. I give credit to every meteorologist that worked during that situation because I know the, um, there were, that's just, I, it leaves me speechless sometimes to sit back and like, I was watching it. I have a friend that lives in Fairborn and she, it literally two blocks over houses were destroyed. And I was like on the phone with her, FaceTiming her the whole time. Like, Hey, you need to tell your family to do this. Hey, you need to do that. It's not, it doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't look good, but it definitely, this is a very, very serious situation. So it, it's, it's when you use your like, I don't, I'm not a mom, so I don't have a mom voice, but you kind of have to use that like stern, like, all right, we mean business, but we're not trying to panic you kind of thing. There's such a fine line when it comes to it too. And I I'd like to think it do a pretty good job, but thankfully being on the mornings, we don't, we don't typically get a lot of the severe weather aspects of stuff. So. I I was, you know, I was going to bring up the uh, Memorial day tornadoes when I was watching that, I was watching that in, uh, our bathtub uh, on my phone. I was watching WHIO, which is uh, the CBS affiliate here in Dayton, Ohio, on Channel 7. And um, McCall Vrides, who was the meteorologist on camera at the time, I remember her saying when she was looking, when you're looking at, she was looking at uh, Doppler and it was, I mean, not good. And she said, she actually said, honestly, yeah, she, she, now. <laughs> she said, like when she was looking at it, she, she, she went, I mean, this isn't like a verbatim, but she went, Oh, uh, this is, this is bad. And that's the first time I'd ever heard a meteorologist say that local or national about like any storm system I've seen come through. I'm like, so I looked at that and I kind of like squinted in and I could see the hook coming like near, uh, Englewood, which generally correct me if I'm wrong, that shows like outward and inward, uh, mm-hmm. wind direction, which could, uh, mean a rotation. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. If you're seeing a hook, there's likely a tornado like nine times out of 10 You're If you're seeing that hook echo, as you were just mentioning, which literally looks like if you just like hooked your finger, it looks like that. Um, if you're seeing that and I, there were four here in the Dayton area, I swear that I was just like, there's another one. There's another one behind that. It's just so crazy that day. And I, I give all of the credit in the world to anyone that was working in news and behind the scenes even. I can't imagine what that newsroom was like anywhere on that day. So yeah, I remember watching it from my bedroom and at home at the time still and just being like, I can't sleep knowing what those people are going to wake up to in the morning. I remember watching the snow plows, clearing the freeways and things like that. And that's just, it's that's awful. It's such an awful thing this community had to go through. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it was. Um, and, you know, there's still, you, know, you can drive through town and still see repairs going on um, more than a year after the fact. 
Um, when, let's see, what was I going to ask you about that? I just lost my train of thought for a second. Um, oh, I had a question in my head and I. Happens to the best. Of yeah. Me. First time I think it's happened while I've been doing this too. Um, oh, I yeah. don't worry. This happens to me every time while I'm literally <laughs> on TV. I'm like, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm so sorry. I'm looking down at my notes and I, I was just like, ah, I, um, oh, I know what it is. So one of the things I, I thought was interesting about that, uh, I, I was watching the online stream of, of WHO at the time. And McCall actually said, this is the first time I heard this too. So they, they have this, um, and, and you can kind of like expound on, on this too. The, they, they have the image of the Doppler. And then it's like, it's like a split screen or maybe even like a, like a three shot, kind of like a three image shot. They have, they have the Doppler, they have McCall or the, or the, or the uh, meteorologist. And then they had a live feed of a vehicle that was on say route 35 going down the road. And I remember thinking like, why the hell does it, do we need to see that? Like, why is there a vehicle heading directly into this? everything and she actually talked them off the road like you said like they just they turned around and stopped and got off the road and, and they cut the feed to that shot do you think that that's necessary like i don't mean to put you in like a difficult position ask, answering that question but like to get those yeah it's really bad out here shots or do you think we kind of like as the general public get the idea that like we can see this blob of red and that looks bad yeah, I think that sometimes people don't I come that falls back to your previous question about like the 50% right or you know, you get paid to be wrong half the time whatever. I think that when people see it, there's this sense of immediacy. If you're seeing hail, if you're seeing heavy rain, lightning, thunder, you're going to be like, "Oh, it's actually bad outside." Because if we're telling you to say in your homes, in your bathrooms, or in your basements, or in your closets, in the lowest level of your home, away from walls and windows, you're likely not, you don't know what it looks like outside. So, I mean, we just got a brand new weather vehicle, and it is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's it's dope. And um, I, I was just thinking, like, what, what a tool that would have been to have that day. So I, I, do, I do think that it kind of just drives home that extra point of, we can tell you so much while you're not seeing it yourself, here's a feed for you to see. So you actually know what it looks like outside. And then that way you remember the road that the person was driving on. Like you're go- going to remember those images from that day. So, you know, I, I do, th- I do think that any sort of live video, live pictures, live, we like to use a lot of tower cameras and like images to outside. So people actually can visualize what it looks like outside. And then that way they're like, Oh, it's, raining this morning, even though I can look out my window and see it, I'll just remember, you know, it just, it just kind of adds that extra element to it. Yeah. So there's probably like value of breaking up the kind of like video game look of Doppler versus like the real life shot of this is what it actually, and people can probably put themselves in that spot of like, Oh, I've driven on 35. Right. Like I, I, exactly I could see that, like yeah. what this might look like if I was in that vehicle. So that kind of like you're saying that that kind of adds that extra element to people visualizing it. Yeah, I think that that would make a big difference. Sorry, I have to plug this computer in, but um, if you're hearing background noise, that would be why. But yeah, I think that that adds a a big element to things. And we, I mean, even now on a day it's just rainy or foggy in the mornings, we're like, 
hey, should we use the weather car today? And they're like, yeah, of course. Let's get it out there. Let's go um, Let's go use it just to show people like, hey, if you're driving on 75, which most people that work in this area probably are, you're going to end up intercepting some of that rain or some of the fog or whatever it may be. So, Do you think, do you find it fun or interesting uh, doing the weather here in Ohio? Because you get a little bit of everything, right? I mean, we have... We have the seasons, as they say. I think one of like the funniest weather jokes I've ever heard was the easiest job in the world would be to be a meteorologist in San Diego. And then they say, like, we now send it over to Sal for the weather. Sal, what's it going to be like? It's going to be nice. Back hot, to you. Sunny and hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was 75 and sunny, basically. Surf conditions are this. Back to you guys. I mean, do, do, do you find it like you get a little bit of everything here? We get the snow. We get cold we have i think nice fall you get hot humid summers there's storms that come in spring is can be unpredictable do you think that's like extra interesting as a meteorologist yeah and i like you were mentioning i mean i like to say busy i would hate to have a job that's like it's going to be sunny today for the 123rd day in a row i like to be like oh today i mean last we haven't had rain yesterday was the first rain in two weeks I was like, I wish something would happen because I'm so bored. I'm like, so sick of saying it's going to be sunny. It's going to be sunny. So I do like the variation in seasons. I mean, I could do without winter time. I'm not a big cold person. I don't like the snow because it's gross and dirty once after the first initial hour that it's out. But um, yeah, I I definitely appreciate the the elements of Ohio and how we kind of get everything. And I feel like our the Dayton area, the um, Ohio Valley down towards Cincinnati and even down in near Athens in Southeast Ohio too, is in the lake. The lake changes everything. There's so many different, like you get kind of that beach forecast up in Cleveland. And then here you kind of get the Midwest uh, things and down in Southeast Ohio, you're kind of seeing the mountains play a role in how weather changes and weather variates and things like that. So it's, it's, I'm fine with staying here for a while or forever because I I think that there's a lot for being a meteorologist in the state of Ohio. Yeah, because I, I think like if you were in Albuquerque where you get 300 and plus days of sunshine a year, you just kind of like look out the window one day and go, come on. <laughs> it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot again. We're going to probably see one cloud through the afternoon and maybe dew points. Humidity might increase by a percent, but that's all you get. <laughs> yeah, I would just go crazy. I mean, I was, as I was just mentioning, like we had two weeks of no rain. I'm like, okay, can we get something? Can it be windy or something one day? Like, can we just change? It gives me, it, I don't know what they talk about, as you were mentioning. I mean, weather's probably like a little bit of a show, but for us, at least here, there, it's always active. There's always some sort of change coming, whether it be we get cold, whether we get hot, whether there's a small chance for rain, something is going to change. So at least we have the option to always talk about the weather here. Yeah. I mean, if you run out of stuff, I guess one time you could, you could, uh, the you could use the the thing to that that draws on camera and you just go you know what instead of doing the weather we're going to play tic-tac-toe i'll make the first move yeah. and then on social media you can chime in on what you think that would be the next best move after that exactly yeah and i'll just wait yeah i usually i'm <laughs> like okay i'll use people's pictures or like something just to kind of feel like people put dogs out walking i'm like i love dogs so I'll, everyone loves a good puppy in the morning so i'll like 
include a picture of the dogs or something, you know, just to kind of jazz it up a little bit if there isn't anything happening, happening, which happened a lot this summer. So <laughs> there was a lot of quiet days this summer. So or you or you turn it and you just do a pool forecast or in the fall a bonfire for you know there's always something something to talk about here and that's why i love it yeah when i'm i'm a little bit of a i guess like a kind of self-described self-professed media nerd in the way that like so I, i you know i worked in uh, in, in media before I've never been, I've been on camera like a couple times, just small projects here and there. Um, but never on like a full-time basis. And I've always been interested in the way that you guys speak on camera. Do they call that something like your intonation and the way that your you, uh, your cadence and the way that you speak? Like it's like right now we're just we're talking, right? Like we're just two normal people drinking water and talking, but when you deliver the weather, it's, it's, it, it has this tone or, when an anchor does a story, it has this tone to it. Is that like what is that called anything? Like when you were in in college or uh, you know yeah. in your training, does that have you like pull back the curtain and like how you deliver that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, you usually just get or like your on air voice is kind of where we make it. You you have to speak with you have to pronounce, and I'm definitely like a talk so fast as my family will tell me we don't have any idea what you're saying. Slow down. Because, but on TV, you have to slow, you have to pronounce, you have to be sure that you're saying each word with the syllables that it belongs to and things like that. And well, I mean, we just call it like your on air, your, your face or your on air voice or your on air personality or something of the sorts. But um, I can promise you that personality wise, everyone, at, at least at our station is exactly who they seem on air. Cause I love my coworkers. Shout out to you guys. I hope you end up listening, but they are the best. They're so fun. And we do, a, we're just a goofy bunch of people. And that I know people pick up on. I've had several people that are like, Oh my goodness, you guys are the funniest. You always give us good laughs. Like I, ho- I hold on to the fact that you guys are actually like this. And I'm like, I can promise you that we are, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sure we would be hanging out outside of work because it's just, it, I it, being authentic is like the most important thing in my, in my in my opinion when it comes to this field at least. But do you it, think it, there are people that are different? So uh, do you think that? I mean, it, like we were talking, kind of quote unquote off air or before the show about your station, your the company you work for, like really allowing you to uh show that more and that's like the sense i get is that you guys you seem really authentic like you seem like on cameras as you are that like we're talking now um do you think that you get more uh latitude i guess with with that where you work there than maybe you've heard from other people that uh you're friends with other meteorologists or other people you know in the news business yeah i would agree with that i do think that like on GMA, Good Morning America, or ABC7 in Chicago, or something of the sorts, it's probably a little bit different when it comes to how they're allowed to portray themselves. I do know for a fact, though, no matter where you go, the morning show is always going to be lighter than the evening shows will be. Because when you're getting up in the morning and you're getting ready for your day, you're just not going to want to hear someone just monotoned talking 
very slowly or you're, you're, you want the energy, you want the laughs, you want the giggles, you want like on Friday or my co-anchor Nathan dressed up in this weird macho man, I guess he Randy was a, Savage, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's just like who we are. That's just who he is. That's who like, and that's exactly how the morning show should be. So I think it kind of also, it will vary from station to station, affiliate to affiliate, corporate owned to corporate owned, but it does also change even from mornings to night sides too. I think you guys, here's my suggestion. I think you guys should go full morning zoo like they do on the radio on TV for the morning. And just, it should be like thumbtack and doorknob in the morning doing and you guys are dressed in like Hawaiian shirts with like goofy oversized clown glasses and then just I would just, love that. Just do that. Just go all the way, just jump all the way in that pool and just deliver it and just like there's there's sound drops and you're like a car alarm and like a sports uh, audience going off or something like that and just <laughs> yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, like the uh, like a horn or something. Yeah, it's like we might be getting rain today. Eh, eh. You know what that sound <laughs> yeah. means? We did get a comment once that was like, I can't stand your morning show because it's such a zoo. I'm like, if we're a zoo, what are you watching? Do, yeah. do you fall asleep during your newscast? Because like, I just wouldn't want to turn on. I'm probably biased because I love where I work, who I work for, who I work with. But I can't imagine turning on the morning news and it just being like, no one chats, no one laughs, no one talks, no one. It's just news and weather, news and weather, traffic, news, you know, it's just one thing. And I would, I would not, I don't think be able, even in the night side, they still have time for chats and jokes and stuff because people want to know who you are. People want to know about you and your life. And Nathan is the funniest. And Elise is like the older sister to Nathan. That's just like, seriously, like, can you please just shut up? <laughs> but like in the nicest way possible, it, it's, and I'm also the same way now too. I've turned into Elise, but um, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. And it, I, I love that we are allowed to, even as you were kind of turning back to the management side of stuff, the fact that they kind of allow us to be goofy and let us be like that, I think is it's makes for a happy workplace too. So that's probably got to like set you at ease a bit. I mean, you're, you're like, you're, you're younger, but you're still kind of a veteran of, of doing this, you know, to, to an extent that's got to set you at ease, like being on camera that you don't just have to hit your points and hit the, this isn't like ballroom dancing, right? Like hitting your points right. exactly being judged on that. And then you're done. You get to be yourself. And like, I say that to like all the guests that are on the show, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it's not going to be like that. I, I just know that and even though I expect that of myself, I know it won't be. And just like we're having a conversation. I, and that to me, even though I have like a little bit of a script and an outline for this, that to me sets me at ease. And I think for makes for a better show. And it probably does the same thing, I would guess, for you guys. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, we're talking for four and a half hours straight with this podcast where it's about an hour and I'm just, you, it, you don't really think about how hard it is to sit and talk and the anchors read weather isn't scripted by the way, a little PSA for everybody. People think we read off a teleprompter, but we don't, you kind of just make everything up on the fly. Well, obviously we forecast, but like the words that are coming out of my mouth, 98% of the time are word vomit. So you're bound to stumble over your words or to combine two. I had a friend that combined mist and drizzle in 
it was like I don't remember how she, but it was just like funny. She made something. a joke out of it, you know, like yeah, it was just like mistol or something like that. And she was like, "Wait, that's so stupid. That's not a word." But like being able to do to be like, "Wow, I don't know what I'm saying right now. Sorry, guys," and like keep going, you know, just being able to. I I like to just be transparent. I'm as quirky and as weird as I am on TV in real life, if not more behind the scenes. So I don't people get to see that little aspect of it. And people love that. People love to know that you're not just there to do your job and then go home. They want to see the interactions. And as I was mentioning, like once we're allowed to start kind of opening the world back up a little bit more, I'm sure our weather or our morning team will be able to actually hang out because I would love to do that. <laughs> um, all right. That's, that's what I have for the main portion of the show is like, call it. we're now entering the bonus round. Maybe this is where I'll insert one of those. This is yeah. where you need that sound effect. That's where I need the drops. Yeah. I need a soundboard or something. The bonus round, five questions, somewhat and not always related to uh, the main portion of the show. First question which of these weather movies is the most overrated? Okay. Twister, Sharknado, The Perfect Storm, Snowpiercer, or The Day After Tomorrow? Okay, well, Twister's the best movie of all time ever, so cross that one off. That is not even an option. Ever? I'm going <laughs> like to... Gone with the Wind and then Twister, and then there's like a bunch of other movies tied for third. That's how good it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would definitely say Sharknado because that was the stupidest movie that I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Like, I can't believe I wasted my... No offense, but there's like seven now. What are yeah, they? there's like, a lot. Sh- <laughs> crocodile NATO now or something too. I'm just like, this is ridiculous, but that's that sci-fi film. It's just, it's a comedic aspect of it, but I do love a day after tomorrow. Isn't there like five tornadoes and a flood going on at the same time of an yeah. earthquake or something? Well, you know, climate change is real, so you can't put that up as a question. <laughs> But like five tornadoes and like an earthquake, it's like it's like every it's like the thumb of God basically at the same time of everything else. Like today, you get all of the horrible things that could happen all at once in one place. Boom. I don't know. (laughs) Then it's a a blizzard at the end. Yeah, I believe a sharknado over some of the stuff I saw on the day after tomorrow. There's like a plane flying through like 27 tornadoes at once or something. I guess maybe not in our lifetime, but if we don't reverse climate change, it may it could happen. Hey, who knows? Twenty twenty could give us anything. Honestly, true. at this point, we all should knock on wood because I would not put anything past this year. I just read today that Halloween is a full moon too. So, oh man, it's all it's all out there. Anything's possible. Yep. <laughs> uh, if question two, if you could pursue any other profession, what would it be? Oh, I love this question because I will tell you my story that kind of, I, I'm not going to say got me the job that I have now, but when I sat down to talk to the uh, news director and the general manager, I told them this story and they're like, all right, you have exactly what we kind of, we, we want and need and things like that. So we, I was in the third, I was in the fourth grade. It was the fourth grade we did a project on the clouds and I picked cumulonimbus and I just remember being so interested in what this was from day one I was the kid that was my mom would be like get away from the door there's lightning you cannot be standing by the windows like you can't stand that close to stuff I'd sit we had a screened in porch at my old house and I would sit out there during the rain and I was just always into weather and ever since that day I mean I was 
from my earliest memories, I was in the fourth grade that I loved this field. And so there were days where I sit back and I'm like, what would I be doing? I had this, I had the, our, I already had my existential crisis, right? When I first got into this field, I was like, do I really want to wake up at 1.45 every morning? I'm on the phone with my mom at work crying. I'm like, do I, do I hate myself this much? But now I'm used to it. So it's not that bad. It was like my first month into this, not at this job, but at my previous one, I was like, do I really want to be so tired all the time? And then I, my mom's like, what else would you do? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea, mom. <laughs> I was like, I can't tell you because I, I was a tour guide down at OU and I love talking to people. I love talking about things that are, I'm passionate about, obviously, because it's literally my job now. And at school, I love Ohio University, best place in the whole world. That's like my Disneyland. Like I would love to go there over anywhere. Most of my vacations are to Athens. So I think if I did do something else, I maybe would be like a college counselor or an advisor for a science program or just working in admissions even too. But I'm, I'm set on this field for probably the rest of my life. So I have a thought. I have a thought. Oh, no. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> so you're in TV and you like to talk. There are these things called talk shows. You could do yeah. that. Right? Yeah. The we, Adriana we, we Michaels were talking show. About this. There we go. We were talking about this the other day. Um, we, our morning show has been recently really into, like, it's you're probably going to laugh and everyone else is going to be like, oh, my I would goodness, never. what do you guys do in your spare time? But We've been really into reading our palms. <laughs> it's just like this weird thing that we've been doing to pass the time during commercial breaks. And um, we were kind of like reading into it and whatever. And one of the things was like, you're my, my, like, not, it wasn't a horoscope per se, but my like response was my answer to the question then whatever was that I belong to a position of power and I belong to like a like it was basically like if you were a businesswoman, you would be the CEO. And I was like, heck yeah, I would be. So I was like, wait, what if that means that like someday I'll end up being like a ginger Z and, and good morning America or something of the sorts. I'd be like, that would be a dream come true. So if anything, I would only probably continue to climb, hopefully fingers crossed. So, yeah, well, you know, and then appear and then you're real, you're, you're, uh, kind of springboard to all that will be appearing on this podcast, right? I mean, this will be, yeah, back be my... historians <laughs> will say that appearing on this show at this time specifically was really where everything kind of the turning point. Yeah. That was just a rocket <laughs> to the moon. Um, question three. Okay. These are real life names, mind you. These, these are real life names of, of meteorologists, which is your favorite. Okay. Amy freeze. Johnny Mountain, Dallas Rains, Flip Spiceland, or Ray Ban. No way. Those are real names. I looked it I up. Like, I did this verification I, before the show. I really like Amy Freeze. I think that's cute because I have a meteorology colleague that comes to mind. Her name was Amy Wrench. She works in or she worked in Florida. And I like that. I like that a lot. I will tell you, though, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, but people do actually pick almost like a stage name for TV just for safety purposes. And I can't blame people for doing that. But um, I bet some of those are probably not actually their real name. Although I do follow a Chris Storm on Twitter, and that is his 
God-given name is actually Chris Storm. So he pretty much had to do that, right? I mean, yeah. I was like, what can I do? <laughs> like, no, I'm just going to keep my name. So yeah, Adriana uh... Thunderstorm. Yeah, maybe we'll work on. Then it. people are like, no, that's not real. There's there's your next um, poll for like Instagram Instagram stories and something like that. Yeah, what do you guys think I should change my last name to? Yeah. I probably get a lot of weird messages back to a question like that, though. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall of that conversation with your man. Oh, yeah. Bosses. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a little strange, Adrian. I just, I don't know that we, we need that. You know, I was like, well, I'll just think what it'll do for the station. Um, give us one weather factoid. I probably should have mentioned this before the show. And I, was, I think I was wanting to, but I, I just forgot. Give us one weather factoid that most of us probably don't know just about weather in general. Ooh. Is there anything that comes to mind? Tough. Yeah. It says, I'm going to have to brainstorm. Okay. We'll get back um, to that. We can get back to fa- it. Okay. This, this will be a lot easier. Uh, fill in the blank. The best place for pizza in Dayton, Ohio is. Oh, maybe it won't I, be easier. I don't know. Yeah. I love, wait, but I will just preface this question with saying, I can't tell you a pizza place that I've tried here yet that I don't like. And that's surprising because I'm particular when it comes to pizza. But flying pizza is so good. It is. And we have one right down the street from where I live. And it is probably the best pizza that I've had ever, if not for sure, in the Dayton area. So I like, but I haven't tried a lot yet. I've only been here for like seven months, eight months now. So I'm still working on making my rounds to the restaurants, but oh, now my stomach's going to start grumbling because that sounds so good. It does actually. Yeah. I'm going to have lunch here shortly myself. Dewey's pizza is my favorite. Oh, we have one of those up in Cleveland. So I have been there before too. So they have really good crust, which I think is an underrated part of pizza. Um, I think it's essential. I'm with you on that. It's it's just, it it has a good support, um, but it's light. It's just, yeah, like sometimes, sometimes you get like really almost borderline Chicago crust on some pizzas. That's just like, it's, it's like a pie crust. You don't need that. Um, Although I do like deep dish, but it's just, it's like the perfect balance. Everything else about the pizza is great too, but just, yeah, I was thinking like the crust at Dewey's pizza is really good. We get them as yeah, a sponsor or something. Monetize the show. Have to go. Yeah. Wait. Come. Come get us coupons. <laughs> yeah. Go eat it. Go eat it. Shout out to all the pizza places in the Dayton area. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. That weather factoid. Yours a factoid. I am. I'm at a loss still. I'm trying to think. I really. <laughs> what well, the rain the is God's factoid. tears. I don't know something. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that like not all lightning co- comes from the clouds down. I think that that's something that people are surprised by. Mm. Um, there's actually like cloud to cloud lightning. So it happens within the, oh no, you know what it is? I've, I have, heat lightning is not real. People just don't believe that. But heat lightning is not a thing. If you're seeing lightning, there is a storm. It, it's just too far away from you to hear the thunder for. And I think people are blown away when they're like, oh, no, it's just heat lightning. I'm like, no, that doesn't exist. So there's your little weather myth that's not real or weather factoid. Heat lightning, heat lightning is actually just real lightning that is associated with a thunderstorm that's too far away from you to hear the thunder from. So Wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't honestly know that. I thought, yeah, 
I thought you lightning was yeah. How, how just, far away would it be then? Like maybe on average, it just is kind of dependent on where you are. I remember like being in Cleveland. I would be like inland from the lake about 30 miles away from the lake and I would see lightning and be like, I wonder what? So I'd pull up the radar while the storms were coming off the coast of Michigan at that point or coming from Canada or whatever it may be. And you're still seeing the lightning from it that far away, if not even further than 30 miles. So it kind of just, I think is dependent on the terrain even too, but yeah, it's not a thing. I just like, I, I honestly was like, oh yeah, heat, lightning, whatever. And then I went to school and learned that, that it wasn't a thing right off the bat. So yeah, that's something that I think people are confused by. But that would be like the biggest like shock to the system, I think, for most people, especially living in the Midwest. They're like, oh no, that's just heat, lightning. I'm like, no, it's not, but okay. Pun intended, shock to the system, lightning. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I mean, okay. I didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that is our show for episode seven of Let's Ask an Expert. I'd like to thank our guest, Adriana Michaels, for stopping by, taking time out of her busy schedule. Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, this is so fun. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, Where can we follow you on social media? I am at Adriana 24-7 now on everything, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Adriana is A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A, 24-7 now, like the numbers and then the word now. <laughs> and I give the last word, not the literal last word, but kind of a figurative last word to all my guests on the show, do with it what you will. Okay. That's it? Okay? Yeah, is that... No, no, like you can can say anything, you can just... Oh, I thought you meant like (laughs) you're giving me the last word. I was like, okay, keep going. (laughs) So I said... It's past my bedtime. (laughs) It's 1.45 and I'm ready to go to sleep. That can be it. That that can be your wrap-up. Oh, no, I'm not going to... That's not my last word. (laughs) Can you cut that out? (laughs) I feel stupid now. Um, My last word, what should I say? Um, be kind to everybody. I think that that's something that right now a lot of people need a reminder of whether someone is different from you in whatever aspect it may be. Everyone's fighting their own internal issues. So just, just be nice. It's really not that hard. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my, that will be it. Okay. There you go. (laughs) All right. And for my guest, Adriana Michaels, I'm your host, Andrew Smith, and we will see you next time on Let's Ask an Expert. Thank you.